Hey, it's uh, John Reed. Look who I got on the couch at SAP Tech 2015 Vegas. I got Jeff Scott, CEO of ASAC. How's it going? It's like a psychology session, isn't it? And I, I love the fern. Um, uh, you and I were talking a few minutes ago. This is Millie. This is Millie, this is Millie or yeah, Fern. Yeah, yeah. I feel like this is a this is an episode of Between Two Ferns. Yeah. Well, you you've been in a chippy mood today, so I'm hoping that's going to translate <laughs> to it. I'm going to go completely cold <laughs> on you as we start. I'm going to try today. to get you to go completely off off talking points, and let's see how we do. Uh, so so we've had. I'm going to regret this. Too, yeah, so, I'm really so, going to regret this. So we've had two keynotes so far. We had Steve Lucas last night. We had Bren Leichert today, and. The gist of the keynotes, it wasn't really so much about S4 HANA. It was really more about sort of the digital enterprise, I guess you could say, and digital change and customer engagement. And I think you're pretty familiar with SAP's products announcements and messaging around that. What are your reactions? So uh, about two, three weeks ago, we had uh, members of the ASUG board in Waldorf uh, talking about digital transformation. And we spent uh, a day with Burned and and uh, and that group on digital transformation. But we did something really interesting the day before. We just took the ASUG board members, uh, people like Under Armour and Eastman Chemical um, and Cintas, and we just amongst ourselves talked about digital transformation and how they thought about it. And what was interesting about that conversation was everyone is approaching the problem in a different way, but everyone sees it as a tremendous opportunity, as something that is real and something that is happening. And all of them see SAP and their SAP ecosystems as core to that transformation. So in many ways, they, in order for their organizations to transform and think about themselves in these digital worlds, they really have to think about how does that core SAP asset transition with them, right? So the Mm -hmm. conversations about, you know, S4 HANA, the conversations about HANA as a platform, the conversations about Fiori as a new user experience, all weave into that because that happens to be how you start that digital transformation. And I'm just in the middle of reading a book called Vaporized. And for those who haven't, it just came out. It's gotten great reviews. And it really talks about kind of how all of these industries are pivoting and mm. how things have changed, right? And you think about the music industry and going from vinyl records to iTunes and downloads and now to services like Pandora and Spotify, where you you pay a monthly fee and you get access to millions and millions and millions of music of right. you know of different titles. And yeah. I don't want to get I don't want to get into an argument about whether that's the right model, but if you right. think about it in general and the strategies behind it, an, an Apple computer buying beats because it wants access to that library, right? And understanding that even their own iTunes library is quickly becoming outdated because people aren't downloading anymore. And so you say, well, you know, well, that's the music industry. But I don't think Sam Goody or Tower Records five, 10 years ago thought they'd go out of business, that digital transformation would hit their shores as hard as it did. But if you think about every single one of these industries and we're... We are all in a very different industry. I think about food, or you think about automotive, or you think about consumer electronics. All of this is pivoting around you. Whether you want it to happen or not, it's there. And it's this core SAP asset that has to pivot with you, and it has to carry you through this whole next you know, right. iteration of this. So I, I think the conversation is real. And it's one that you're going to see both us and the German user group, DSAG. We're going to talk about this a lot in the next couple months and into next year. And we're actually uh, in the process of thinking about how we want to present this to our joint audiences. So we're actually doing some collaborative work together to, mm-hmm. to think through what does digital transformation mean to members of both user communities. Right. And, and so as from SAP standpoint, sort of good news in the sense that, yes, customers are finding digital change is real and important. Um, and that SAP does fit into their view of that. Right. Um, but what do they need from SAP to make that happen? Are you starting to figure that out now? 
I think what they need ultimately from SAP is is a pivot on the word simplicity. And for us and what mm. our, our our members and the user group community talks about is simple isn't just about taking columns out of a database and taking tables out of a database. Yeah, HANA does that really, really well. It's got to be about how do I get to market faster? How do I get my configuration done in a more efficient way? How do I carve not just hours, but days, weeks, maybe even months off of my development cycles. And, you know, the, the rest of the business is moving at a very different pace than it used to. And there's finally a realization that technology matters and technology mm-hmm. is playing on everyone's doorstep. So the SAP ecosystem are, you know, our SAP teams cannot be the last ones to the table who go, I've got this great idea. I want to go in this new direction with the business. That would be great, but it's going to take us six months and millions of dollars to make that change in SAP. That right. can't be the go-to answer. And so we have to figure out simplicity for me and for the ASUG user community is get us these tools that help us to go at this speed and help us to be able to manage our mm-hmm. SAP ecosystems, which by definition are all very complex. And right. we like to talk about simplicity, but people don't buy SAP software because it's simple. They buy it because they have complex business problems they're trying to solve. Right. How do we get that that factory moving faster? In a way, they want sophisticated software implemented easily and simply. Yes, which absolutely. Which is a different take totally on different, simple, right? right? Different, yeah, yeah. But if you're, re- yeah. if you're ultimately going to get to innovation and you're going to talk about that, you know, my IT staffs or my technology staffs have to innovate faster, somehow right. we have to release the burden of maintaining what's already there, right? So somehow we have to be able to take all of that IT work that's happening to keep the machines running and move that and make that simpler to do. So ultimately, you know, I, I think the, the world of the configurer of SAP software and amazingly important roles, they have to transform. Some of this has to be done by different people. Otherwise, you can't unleash this innovative capacity. And so if mm-hmm. we can't come up with better tools, and HANA is a step in that direction, but I think the whole tool set of SAP right. has to move along with it. Right. You know, imagine the power if you could say, I need to redo it. And this is, I think, some of the things that S4 talks about that hopefully to me is the ultimate promise of S4. If I literally could reconfigure my general ledger on the fly and not have to make that be a multi-month project, right. imagine the creative power and, and what that could unleash inside the organization. And, and you think about big companies, companies with billions of dollars in revenue and thousands and thousands of employees, right? Reconfigure your GL in a couple of days versus months, that's game-changing. Mm-hmm. And I think ultimately that's the direction and why S4 is interesting to the user community and why it's interesting to me is if we can really deliver, if SAP can really deliver on that promise, that is huge. And that's why I think people should take a careful look at it because if we can really innovate on an S4 platform, that's worthwhile. Yeah. You brought up DSAG. DSAG recently got some PR, which they're kind of good at doing. Very have you, have you noticed they yes. like to do that? Uh, regarding an S4 HANA uh, customer survey that raised some questions about S4 HANA adoption and what, what they were looking for from SAP and all, particularly around cloud views of S4. What were your reactions to all that? You know, when I read that survey, um, and, you know, again, we're working closer with DSAG than we ever have in the past. So there's a great collaborative spirit between both user communities. Um, they come to, you know, ASUG annual conference, Sapphire. Now every year, last year we were at their annual conference in Germany. So we're spending more and more time together. I read those results and I thought in many ways they were very similar to the results we talked about last year when we released the HANA survey, right? 
adoption, people are worrying about adoption. They're worrying about business cases, right? Those are the things. And that's a consistent theme. And I think people are asking those questions. Yeah, I believe, but how do I get my other key business stakeholders to believe along with me? How do I make that case to the CFO? How do I make that case to the CEO that this is a worthwhile investment? And we all know that these investment dollars are critical things, right? And there's a lot of, you know, competition and contention going inside most organizations about how to spend those dollars. And CIOs, technology professionals need all the help they can to make those cases. Right. And I think DSAG did a great job with that survey. We're going to replay the HANA survey. We're in the process of collecting feedback now. I think we have something in the neighborhood of about 700 to 800 you know, respondents, which is more than we had last year. I would like to get a lot more. And we're looking to do that repeat of the HANA survey to see, has that has that group moved? Have some of the challenges that we talked about last year, the lack of business cases, have those been resolved and are people happy with what they're seeing? And we should know that answer before year end. So looking ahead to these changes that uh, SAP is trying to help customers to solve uh, in, in obviously a volatile business environment, how do you see the role of user groups like ASUG and DSAG? And then you think about like the UK user group. How should you guys should be working together? Should you be advocating with SAP? More dialogue behind the scenes, more public discussions. What do you see your role as? So I think that the three pillars of ASUG or DSAG or the, you know, the UK Ireland user group, right? Networking, education, and influence. Those are the three consistent pillars. And our job, the SAP ecosystem is tremendously complex, right? And so everything that we can do from a user group perspective to help people make sense of all of this, to provide perspective, to be able to say, here's what you should do, here's how you should be thinking about these things, is steps in the right direction. I think that ultimately that peer-to-peer conversation, so not just listening to SAP and just listening and saying, okay, SAP, I, I understand, but also having those critical conversations with your peer group and saying, well, you know, John, you work for so-and-so organization. How are you implementing XYZ technology? How might the rest of the people in, in, in North America be doing it? How might DSAG be doing it? And I think you look at DSAG or, or, or us and, and all the user groups. These are not just local country organizations. These are largely global communities, right? I mean, we have a huge global audience inside of ASUG because we, we service a tremendous amount of global you know, companies. Um, you know, ASUG is growing. Uh, we've had stronger revenues and stronger membership participation this year than we've had in years past. Yeah. So, I mean, I think we're absolutely doing the right thing. There, I think one of the criticisms of ASUG, and I take this criticism and I think about it a lot, is, you know, we are not the user group that's going to go out into the public media and say, SAP, you're doing this wrong. You should do this or that. I mean, we tend to have a lot of those conversations between us and SAP, we don't do them in the press, and we get criticized for that. But I think my job at the end of the day is to influence SAP in the right direction, not mm. to not to necessarily put everything out in the public display. And so I spend a tremendous amount of time talking with our member companies, understanding their needs, and then we take that back to SAP and we say, how are you doing this? How are you doing that? How do you make that better? Right. And I think those are, to me, the voice of ASUG, the voice of DSAG, are incredibly important. And they're incredibly important to SAP because I know when I have a question and a member has a question, I can send an email to a Bernd Leukert or I can send an email to, you know, to a Steve Lucas and I'll have an answer back in a day or two. Or I'll know those people to talk to. And those are critical, critical, you know, relationships to have. 
And we yeah. treat them very seriously, right? I mean, I don't want to have a contentious relationship with SAP people. I want to be able to have a positive relationship, and they listen to that, and they're thankful that we do it that way. That makes sense. Uh, we've already run way over time, but there is this one other piece. In it all, I hear what you're saying, and to me, I think back to the enterprise support sort of controversy days where the user groups were, in my mind, more closely aligned around a particular cause. Yeah. But then it's felt like a little bit of dissipation of momentum around that. And I see a lot of times more sort of isolated user group activity. And to me, if the major user groups were working more closely together, that would give you a real platform. For example, is, these issues that SAP struggles with around should you guys get, should existing customers get maintenance credits, for example, because you essentially funded S4 HANA development? Should that result in, yeah. in discounts? I think that's an important issue. And I think, I think it takes all the user groups, in my opinion, together to exist, to sort of exert to SAP, hey, this matters to us. Someone brought that up in the, in the BI side too. It's like, well, we funded all these BI solutions. Do we get a credit against Cloud for Analytics? I'm sorry, but I think that's a legitimate question. I, I think it's a very fair question, right? And I, I think, my only hesitancy about answering that question is the answers to that are highly complex, right? right? Because everyone, unfortunately, we are not in an environment where SAP has open pricing, where right. everyone understands what they're paying, the discounts that are involved, yep. right? And so a lot uh, of this gets handled on a one to one basis. And yep. I think that's yep. terribly inefficient, right. right? I mean, and I think we could do a lot better, but, you know, wading into some of those waters, I think. I think, you know, when you talk about the maintenance cost increase of a few years ago, right? That was a clear lightning rod. It was a very right. easy, it was a very easy issue to, to, to rally around. We've right. had, I've, I have, you know, monthly, monthly update calls. I talk to some of my DSAG counterparts on a weekly basis. Finding that same lightning rod right. is not as easy these days, right? And yeah, we can all argue about pricing. And John, I think you make a really good point. Um, and I think we could do better in that regard, but it's, it's almost like, wow, where do you even begin unraveling that conversation? Yeah. And you know for a fact that SAP will not help with that, right? No. There, there, there's no incentive no. for them to say, you know what, ASUG, DSAG, we're going to help you figure this out. Right. So, you know, when I get to, here's my litmus test. When I get together with the 13, you know, the 13 board members for, for ASUG, I listen to them very closely. And these are all leading organizations, huge, Huge adopters of SAP technology. The pricing issues are not top of their mind. Right. Right. And, and, you know, they don't talk about that as their number one concern. Their number one concerns are where is all this technology going? Should I be implementing HANA? How do I implement HANA? How do I implement S4? What does digital transformation mean to me? How do I figure out? And, And they're all running complex IT portfolios, right? Yes, SAP is a part, and depending on the size of the organization, SAP is a part of that portfolio. It may be 50%, 60%, it may be 30%, right? So how do they figure all of that into their long-term strategy and planning? And that's what I find interesting. And when you get those board members together or you go to a networking reception and you hear those conversations, that's what they're talking about. Great. Well, I'm glad those conversations are at least happening with the user groups, and I'm very glad you're willing to come on camera and Anytime. put some of this in the public domain because I think people really like to hear this kind of stuff. And honestly, you don't hear these kinds of conversations very often. So. No, you don't. And I'm happy, as you know, I mean, right. you've been on our cameras. Yeah. I'm always happy to return the favor and talk to you through this front. <laughs> you've been very kind. Well, Thank thanks you. for joining us. Thanks, John.